Hello, this is Miss Leslie Barker, the pastor's wife here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church. Thank you for joining in today. Our prayer is that the Lord will speak to your heart through His Word, and that this podcast will be a source of encouragement and a blessing to you today. This is Miss Leslie Barker. I have a lesson the Lord has put on my heart today. As we start this podcast, we are just a couple of days away from Mother's Day. And this is a lesson the Lord put on my heart. The woman who saw the good in her child. The mother who saw the good in her child. Being a mother is a gift. Just as an introduction, just to bring you into the lesson here. A, a mother is a gift given by God. Being a mother is a gift. To be a mother is instinctive in women, such as just being their natural being as being a woman. To be a mother is to be a helper and also a giver of life. Even if you're not a mother, you are instinctively a mother to someone. Let me say that you could be a mother to a neighbor, a Sunday school student, a foster child, a, a mother who guides and nurtures those different people that the Lord's put in your life. Now, just as an example, my grandmother, she was a Sunday school teacher to four and five-year-olds for 20-plus years. And she was a mother during that time to many, many children because she nurtured them in the Lord. But today, I want to look at a life of the woman of the name Jochebed. Jochebed, a woman of faith that we're going to learn about today. So as, a set, as we look at the setting in Egypt, the children of Israel are in Egypt in bondage, in slavery, because the new Pharaoh came to the, a new Pharaoh came to be in power that he did not know Joseph. Chapter 1, verse 7, it says, The children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceedingly great, and the land was filled with them. And there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. So that new Pharaoh that didn't know Joseph, he become to want to inflict the children of Israel because that he was afraid they were going to be mightier than the Egyptians. And we'll go on to that in just a minute. But just the setting of Egypt, it's a place of prominence in the world in trade, art, architecture, war, and most of all, idolatry. The Egyptian people were materialistic. They worship idols and man-made things. Anywhere that you read in the scripture, they talk about going down to Egypt, the Israelites. That is a type of the world. Egypt is a type of the world in the Bible. We read that um, in history that during this time in Egypt, there are over 1,000 different idols that they named to worship. Could you believe that? But just as Joshua chapter 20 verse, 24 verse 14 excuse me, says, now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. So we see by that in the scripture that the Israelites, they raised their families during this time in wickedness and through idol worship. Because even whenever uh, Joshua took the children of Israel into the promised land, he was still having to tell them, get rid of those idols that you had in Egypt. They were still battling those idols. So these Israelite people, they were raising their children around this idolatry, around this wickedness, and that this self-conceitedness and that um, this things of the world and not of the true God. 
I've seen idols even in my life. I know I'm coming to you this podcast in when we are, have this stay-at-home order during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I know even in my life that the Lord has shown me many idols that I have in my life that I did not realize. Now, many things I put before the Lord, an idol is anything you put before the Lord. And so I'm thankful for that. The Lord has shown me a lot of icky things in my life that I need to get out. I'm so thankful that he's shown me these things. And that anything you put before the Lord, that is an idol. We um, idolize fashion, vehicles, phones, or anything we put above the Lord. But like I said, we're raising our children in a land full of idolatry. So as introduction, I want you to see Jochebed, her family, where she's raising her family, and that it is a place of idol worship and wickedness and worldliness. We think, oh, that was so many years and hundreds and hundreds of years. That that, that was so long ago that that does not pertain to us. Oh, doesn't it? Very similar if we think about it. That the times, I mean, the ages and the fashions change, but sin doesn't. We still live in a sinful place. So I want to look at this family, this specific family that was different, even among their own. This family was a Levite family, Jochebed and Amron, a common house, a common family. The Levites at this time were one of the lowest of Israel in the tribes at this time. And so, but we look at them in that this time that they were blessed with another pregnancy. They'd already had Miriam and Aaron. They'd been blessed with two. And in the Bible, that was, or any time when you have a baby, that's a blessing from the Lord. But especially during this time, it was known to women that if they couldn't have babies, that it was it was a curse. It was that you were not blessed by the Lord, that you were living in sin or something was wrong. But that Jochebed and her husband was blessed with yet another pregnancy, a third baby. But this baby was born at a very unstable time. This child was conceived in time of turmoil trouble, trials, and tribulation for God's people. In Exodus chapter 1, verse 7 through 10, we read, I read that they, they come upon a, a king that in Egypt that knew not Joseph, and then he said unto the people, Behold, the people, the children of Israel, are more than, and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply, and it come to pass that when there falleth any of war, they join unto our enemies and fight against us. And get so them up out of the land. So he's saying, oh my, these people are getting great and mighty. What if they come against us in war and then overtake us? So the, the Pharaoh's thinking, we got to do something about these people that's being fruitful and multiplying. And so what he did is he put taskmasters over them. Of course, they had taskmasters, but he said, we need to... To put more vigor and more hard work on these people. Just work them to death, in other words. So we're going to work these Israelites to death, and that's going to get them for good. That's going to make some of them just be weary. But the Word of God said they still yet, they multiplied, and they grew. And so that plan didn't work. So that the first plan of Pharaoh didn't work, so he went on to his second plan. He said, okay, we're going to throw away all those boy children. Once they're delivered, we're going to throw away all the Hebrew boys that are delivered. So, wow, what? 
that the children of Israel, the Lord, they're God's chosen people. And so they were blessed. They still had stamina, even though they were being afflicted in their work. And then secondly, they were going to be, um, their children were going to be, their baby boys are going to be thrown into the Nile River. Death by drowning to oh, mercy. That is a terrible thought. They're going to do that to get rid of them, make them lesser in their population. And so I want to look at this, this family and what they're thinking at this time. This baby maybe was a burden instead of a blessing. Like I said, babies were a blessing at any time in history. But what if, what if we have a baby boy? So first of all, I want to see the preparation of a mother's faith. The preparation of Jacob and her faith. No doubt she became a faithful mother of God before she um, had Moses, Moses, excuse me, before she was pregnant with Moses, she had faith of a mother. You don't know what went through her mind. Just think about this. I want you to think about where Jochebed is. Yes, they're having another baby, but what if it's a baby boy? What are we going to do? Most mothers are happy, excited about a new pregnancy, but she was, I'm sure, pondering what if. They didn't have the technology, of course, have an ultrasound to find out if they're having a baby boy or baby girl. But she was pondering, what if? You see, we live in a, in a world now that's uncertain now during our time. It's full of wickedness. It's full of idolatry. It's full of self-conceit and selfishness. When you have a baby, we are, as a, a mother of Jochebed, we're, we need to prepare for our children, just like Jochebed did. You better prepare for that baby coming. You better prepare for your your children, not only preparing before that baby comes, but once you have children and your babies, you prepare your day each day that you're going to have the faith that you need to take care of those babies that day. So we need to say we need to prepare to, to realize that we need to say, number one, we need to ask the Lord to help our children to become to know them. Because in this world of wickedness, they're going to need the Lord. And we need to prepare our babies that are our children in this world to be fighters for the faith. So we need to remember that, to have, let them be fighters in, in this world for the Lord. But we are a mother upon conception. Prepare your family by reading the word of God. Prepare your, your faith by reading the word of God. Before you have children, even before you get married, any time, this work of Christian, this life of uh, the Christian walk is a time for prepare. You know, we need to prepare in anything in your job, or if before you teach a class, or before you homeschool your children, or before you cook, you got to have a recipe. You have to prepare in anything in life, and it's no different with faith. But you need to prepare to have faith of a, the mother that you need to have, like this woman of Jochebed that we're learning about today. But we also need to, before conception, before we need to prepare for our having faith. But also we need to pray over our growing baby. No doubt Jochebe was praying as she felt Moses moving her womb. Praying the Lord to help her and guide her to her and her husband to know what to do with this baby the Lord gave her. And that I know I remember back that whenever I was pregnant with Madeline and that um, that first feel of the first kick, you mother's know what I'm talking about and that I know before we had Madeline, before we even um, thought about having children, we prayed, Lord, help us and show us when we need to have a baby and that 
um, allow us to have a baby in your timing, and that whenever we do have a baby, to use that baby for your honor and glory. And so I prepared before I had children, prepared by getting a relationship with the Lord. You need a relationship with the Lord to be a good mother, to be a godly mother. And each and every day you spend that time in prayer and spend that time with the Lord in that relationship to help you that day to be the mother you need to be or that day to be a Christian, whatever it may be, that whatever you have for that day that you make the most of it for the Lord that day. But like I said, no doubt Jochebed was praying and giving that baby to the Lord and that the Lord would show them what to do. But number one, we see that the preparation of a mother's faith is that we need to pray and have that relationship with the Lord utmost and foremost before we start training our children. We need to have that faith. But also the perception of a mother's faith. Chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And there went a man of the house of Levi and took a wife, a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him, that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. So the perception of a mother's faith, and when she saw him, that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. She knew Pharaoh's commandments, but she saw something in that baby. The Lord, through the eye of faith, she saw once she glanced on that baby, no doubt the Lord spoke to her heart. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23, it says, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents, because they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. So that, that was the person God gave Jacob and her husband. The Lord gave them that baby. The Holy Spirit spoke to this mother. I want to go back to you just... In testimony, whenever we had Madeline, she was our first baby. So after, you know, as a first parent, you don't know what you're doing. And after delivery, I was, we were scared to death. Jonathan, bless his heart, he'd lost 10 pounds. He was sicker than I was during the pregnancy. He was so scared. But he finally got to eat after he had a poor appetite. He was so scared about me being pregnant. But after we had Madeline, bless his heart, he could finally eat. But um, when we got in the room, just Jonathan and I, and the baby the Lord had given us, part of me and him. Once we got in that room, we prayed over Madeline and gave that baby that the Lord gave us back to him. Now, I remember the first look whenever we saw Madeline when she came to this world. The first look when I, we saw Olivia. first look when we saw Victoria. The Lord's blessed us with three children, three girls. The first look that whenever we saw our babies, mir uh, that's a miracle delivery and uh, to have a baby is a miracle from the Lord and you moms that have had babies know this that it is a miracle and, and the Lord enlightened my eyes once I had a baby what a miracle of birth it is and once I set eyes on my three girls the Lord spoke to my heart and told me this is the child I've given you this is your chance this is your time your time I've given you to be a mom and so not only if you've not had any children, maybe you're a listener and you've never had a child, but the Lord's given you a child through foster care, through adoption, or just a child to nurture in Sunday school. Or maybe if you're a public school teacher or a Christian school teacher, the Lord has given a child in your heart that you should nurture. 
And you could look at them through the eye of faith. This is what a mighty work the Lord could do in this child's life. And that's how Jochebed saw this baby Moses. Once she saw after delivery, oh, we've got a boy. Well, she could have thought, well, it would just be easier just to get rid of this baby. That Lord be with him. I've got two more children to take care of. I've got to take care of Miriam. I've got to take care of Aaron. But no, she knew that this was a baby that the Lord gave her to take care of, her and her husband. So no doubt, like I said before, that the Holy Spirit spoke to this mom upon delivery. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. They must have received communication from God informing her that her child was important, both of them. No doubt. And if you prepare as a woman of God, if you prepare that relationship with the Lord, no doubt whenever you see your baby for the first time, you're going to see him with the eye of faith. But you not know, not just after delivery, but every day. I want to encourage you moms through this, for this, that every time you see your child, every day, we need to look at him through the eye of faith. Every day is a new day given to us. We don't have tomorrow. We have today with them. What can we instill in our babies today, our children today, our teenagers, whatever we have in our home today? What can we instill? What faith can we instill? What teachings can we instill in those children today? But God has a job and a great importance for us all if we're, uh, as being mothers. Just like we see many people in the word of God that God saw what they had what he had in store for them. God has a plan for each one of us, each one of our children. God knew Jeremiah from the womb and that he would be a prophet unto all nations. God knew John the Baptist and he was going to be a forerunner of Christ. Samuel and his purpose. Many, many others that we can go through. Sarah and different other people in the Bible. They all had a plan. And just like with that, our children, God has a plan for their lives. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 10, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. And so the Lord has a plan for all of us uh, as mothers and also our children. The Lord has a plan for our children. We must look at our children through the eye of faith. And my mother-in-law has often encouraged me in the Lord to keep fighting and praying for my children. You know, we get wearisome, don't we? And looking at this perception, I want to think of a mother's faith. We get wearisome, I know, whenever we, through our day and that, you know, especially if you have little ones, you're so tired, you think, you know, if I pick up one more toy, or you hear mama, mama all day long, it's like an echo in your mind. But you just remember, it's the season you're in and you are training those babies. And if they're a gift given to you by God, a blessing to be a mother and that you are favored and that you are blessed. And even if you're helping other people, like I said before, that you are blessed the Lord to be able to have those children put in your life that you can be a help to. But as you look at that child, like I said, whenever you become weary some days and you think it's just so much easier if I don't even have to fuss to argue with my child, just let them do whatever. I know I'm going through the teenage years with two of my children. Madeline is 16. Olivia is four, just turned 14. And let me say, this is different times. And some of you out there that's listen, you understand. And some of you have already raised children, but I'm in this season now where I am learning. And so as I 
speak to you today. I'm not an expert at anything. I'm just trying to obey the Lord each day and how the Lord wants me to raise our children by the Lord's help. But anyway, uh, these teenage years are different. And so I will say that it would be a lot easier if I could just let Madeline leave you do whatever. Just let them do whatever. It's just easier. Okay, okay, I'm not arguing with you. Just do, do it. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. And go on. But we have to fight. Stand up and fight. Even if it's every something. Oh, some days, I'm just, by the end of the day, I'm so weary with battles. that Satan, because Satan has a plan for your children to fail. No doubt he wants to sift them as wheat. He wants them to be nothing. He wants to destroy them. But the Lord has a plan for them. And so we need to look at them with the eye of faith and fight for our children each day. Now, if we go that day and then we say, let's just let them do whatever. And then you may not know if you have tomorrow. If you do that every day, then days become weeks and weeks become months. And then your children will be out of control. So I want to encourage you, especially you new moms or your young mothers, that you every day take that day as a special gift from God and that you take on the task of being the mother of faith that you need to be for that baby or for that child. But we must look at our child through the eye of faith. Like I said, that um, we have to fight for our children through prayer. And I can look back and think that the times that I have let my guard down in prayer and that I've not prayed like I should. And even though if I pray, you know what I mean by that, ladies. If you don't fervently pray for your children, if I let my guard down, that that is when things come up in my home through my children or other things. And that that's and then I go back to my knees in prayer. And then I rise up knowing with the, the, to the faith of the Lord that he's going to take care of it. But it becomes wearisome. But you have to every day look at them to the I have faith and fight for your children. Do we encourage, pray, teach daily? It's wearisome, like I said, but they are your children. God gave them to you. You are their teacher, their affection, their guidance, their encourager, and many more things. You know, if you don't teach them the word of God, who is? If you don't teach them to have boundaries, children like boundaries then they're not going to have any. They're going to be unruly. They're going to be rebellious. Even the best of children have rebellion. You have to teach them their boundaries. You have to look at those children through the eye of faith and what God has for them. It's easier, like I said, just to take the easy road. Look at your child through the eye of faith and possibilities, not the impossibilities. You know, there's many impossibilities in our lives. We, could, we may have the impossibility of maybe physical needs with your child or yourself. And that you're weary or maybe impossibilities of finances or maybe impossibilities of of the economy or just like impossibilities of what we can't do during this time of this pandemic. Maybe impossibilities. Maybe you're a you're a single mom. Maybe you've lost your job. There's many impossibilities, but you have to go to the Lord and fight and say, no, I can do this with your strength. Don't take that easy road. You pray every day. You go to the Lord and every day and you look at that child just like Jochebed did and that she saw he was a goodly child and that she determined in her heart that she was going to fight for that baby and that she was not afraid of the king's commandments. Why? Because she had faith. No doubt the Holy Spirit spoke to her with that and that, like I said, Jochebed could have said, 
We can have more children, Amron. Let's just don't worry about this. But no, she fought for that baby. But every day, whenever we start our day, let me encourage you moms to go to the Lord in prayer. And like I said before, and, and over and over, I've tried, I know I've repeated myself some, but, but go to the Lord in prayer. And also that time with the Lord, that you need to encourage yourself and the Lord to help you. Because you don't know what you're going to go through with your babies that day, your children. You don't know what that day may befall you. So you go to the Lord first and strengthen yourself in the Lord. That way you can fight the the, the Satan that day. Whatever you're going to fight. You're going to fight discouragement. You're going to fight um, uh, the different obstacles that you're going to have that you're not going to know. If you're going to fight it with the Lord and what he's given you that day. So don't. Um, I want to encourage you moms to please don't take the easy road of raising your children, all of us. And I have to remind myself that every day it's so easy to put your 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 uh, battle gear down. But we need to be fighters for our children. So thankful for a mother that was an encourager to me, that no matter what, she was an encourager. Even if I was doing wrong, she would tell me and discipline me, but she would encourage me the possibilities that I have in the that I had in the Lord. And just like with my children, you know, I hate disciplining them and getting on to them. But after I do, I show them through the word of God that that's what not only what I think, but also what the word of God says, that I discipline them through the love of the Lord. I need to train them and show them that I try to encourage them that look at I say, Madeline or Olivia or Victoria, mommy loves you. And that look what the possibilities are of how the Lord could use you in your life. So encourage your children each and every day that they are goodly that they're a goodly child, just like as Jochebed saw her baby. But just like if you look through history, just ending this up, that I will finish, this is part one, I'll finish this lesson next week, Lord willing, that I'll finish this part two of the the life of Jochebed, this, this, well, this part of her life, the mother who saw the good in her child. But I want to see that that we want, I'm going to encourage you that the preparation of a mother's faith, that we need to prepare for faith first. And then the perception of a mother's faith, we need to see our babies, our children through the eye of faith and what God, the possibilities of that child God's given you, what they can be used of of God. I was looking, I like to read in the history of different women in through history and also in the word of God. But I was looking at Ida Eisenhower. This is the mother of Dwight Eisenhower, one of our former presidents. And how she saw her children and that somebody asked her, they said, so what do you think about this illustrious child of yours, Dwight? What do you think about him? She said, him? I've got six, I've got five other boys. They're all great to me. I'm thankful for each one of them. So what Ida was saying is that every one of my children, I see through the eye of faith in that the Lord's going to use them. And even Dwight had been quoted that he was thankful for the faith of his mother, always an encourager, and that even in bad times that he gleaned upon his mother's faith. And just like that mother in history and like many more through the word of God, we need to glean through these women and stand up with our fighting gear and stand and fight. First of all, prepare each day, not before you have a, a child. Yes, you do need to prepare by faith. Um, to take care of that baby but every day prepare for that day for your faith in the lord and also to perceive that child every day when you look at that that child you look at them through the eye of faith and what god can do in their life 
But thank you so much again for tuning into this podcast. I pray it was a blessing to you. And we will see you or we will hear from you, hopefully, and you can tune in to us next week. Thank you again. Have a good day.